Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, special guest Andy Livingood from Theater 99 in Charleston, South Carolina, shares a story based on the theme, Adaptations. Uh, so I feel after all these brilliant, poignant stories, mine's going to start out not so poignant. Um, so I love Batman. <laughs> um, end of story. Goodbye, everyone. No, um, no. Like I fucking love Batman. Have ever since I was a kid, and like it was the perfect era to be into him. Uh, I had the the uh, the Tim Burton movie came out. I had the action figures. The the cartoon series was on. It was great. I fucking loved Batman. I don't know what it is. I think it's you know when you're a kid, just he's cool, and then when you get older, there's that moment of like if I can just do enough push-ups, maybe I could be Batman, um, and things like that. But I always love that moment in it where like. Um, like uh, either a criminal was like taking on Batman or like somebody was hassling Bruce Wayne and it's like oh you don't know who you're fucking with <laughs> um, some of that but no I loved it I was in it whole hog um, and because of that I looked like a guy that was into Batman I was incredibly out of shape uh, I was like about 320 pounds at one point um, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Um, I just didn't give a shit. I was like, whatever. Like, I don't care. Whatever. I ate like shit. Didn't work out. Tried to kind of start doing workout stuff, but you know, if you don't really know what you're doing, you do it about once. You're like, well, this is dumb. I'm leaving. <laughs> um, so I did that. Uh, years later, I had a friend of mine kind of take pity on me because I looked like I was about to die at any minute. Um, so he was like, Hey, man, uh, I do boxing and Krav Maga and you know fighting and things like that. When, you you want to come over? I'll teach you how to throw a punch. I'm like, all right, why not? And give it a shot. And I freaking loved it. <laughs> like, it was awesome. Um, I learned that, like, I'm pretty good at throwing a punch. I'm also pretty good at taking a punch. <laughs> like, um, it was great, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, of course, like, he, he was making fun of me because uh, only I could take something like this really awesome, cool, fighting, manly thing and turn it geeky because I kept make, trying to make him do dialogue from the Batman movies while we're fighting. <laughs> So it's like, like we're fighting, and I just wanted them to be like, oh, you merely adopted the dark. <laughs> and shit like that. And because he is a real man, he absolutely would not. But that did not stop me from being like, your parents' death was not your fault, <laughs> and all this shit. But um, it worked. All of a sudden, I was like, I found my thing. I found my thing that I liked. I was like, this is great. This is so much fun. And like, I started reading the books. And like, I'm not, like, by any stretch of imag- imagination, like a martial artist. Um, I know some things, and I go to classes and things like that. But I was able to, I dropped like 115 pounds, which is crazy. Yeah. Thank you. But I still look like this. <laughs> but um, we're getting there. <laughs> um, but no, it was great. I kind of had my thing. Like, I started going to classes. I bought a punching bag. Like, I really liked my thing, right? Um, so that's kind of some uh, background to get you to the story I'm actually going to tell. Uh, so very recently, I'm having just the worst time. Uh, it's like the worst week of my life. Uh, I was in love with a girl. Um, not in love with me, <laughs> which is fine. That is her call. But find out she's dating uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine that I opened up to about the fact that I had feelings about her, a friend that didn't bother to tell me, hey, by the way, I'm kind of pursuing that too, even though I've kind of got a girlfriend right now. <laughs> um, so I'm fucking, I'm dealing with like a broken heart. I'm dealing with the fact that I feel betrayed. And oh, fuck, the, uh, you know, the doctor thinks I might have cancer. Spoiler alert, I don't, I'm fine. Because <laughs> not what this story is, so get that out there right now. I'm good. <laughs> but at that time, I was having a shitty week. <laughs> um, so, you know, I spent a lot of time in the bottle of, uh, bottle of Jameson. Um, I was drinking a lot, just having a really rough time. Like I said, broken heart, betrayal. Like, and, oh, great, I'm as healthy as I've ever been, and my body's going to kill me. Not a good week. Uh, so a buddy of mine, after a show down in Charleston, was like, hey, man, we're just going to hang out, uh, you know, probably grab something to eat or whatever, hang out at the house, why don't you come over? 
So I do. I walk over. Uh, you know, downtown Charleston, you kind of walk everywhere. So I went there. We're hanging out. It's about, like, it's stupid. I have to wake up at, like, 4 a.m. <laughs> like, it's really, I can stretch it. Like, if I, all right, if I don't shower, I could probably stretch it till about 4.30 or so. Um, and if I don't, then it becomes, like, all right. Like, if I really, like, I'll be a little bit late. They won't care. You know, maybe I can go till 4.45 or something like that. But it's, like, close to 2 a.m. And I'm, like, all right, now it's time to be responsible. Time for me to go. <laughs> Um, and then 2 a.m., I don't know here where bar, when bars close, but 2 a.m. is when they close in Charleston. Yeah. All right, it's universal. Hooray. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, so it's about 2 a.m., almost closing time. Uh, so I'm leaving my buddy's house, and I'm going to walk back to the theater where my car is, going to uh, pick up my car, go home, sleep for like an hour or so, go back to work, start the day all over again. Um, and it's great because like I didn't drink that night. Normally I've been pretty wasted. That night we just kind of hung out and played stupid board games after the show, and it was great. I wasn't drunk. So I'm walking back. And behind me, I hear, um, excuse me, sir. And I turn around, and there's this little, and I do mean little, and, like, she was about that tall college girl that's like, do you know where the Indigo Inn is? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're on the right street. Just get on that side of the street and keep walking. It is literally a giant Indigo building. You cannot miss it. Just It'll be up on your left. Um, and she starts kind of sobbing. And I'm like, well, hey, what, what's wrong? She's like, my brother left me at the bar, and I don't know where I'm at. And I'm not from here, and I'm just really kind of scared. And I'm like, hey, hey, um, I'm like, my name's Andy. If, if you want, I'll, I'm going that way. I will walk with you. Um, if not, no, like, you know, it's a touchy situation. But I'm like, all right, so uh, if you want, I'll walk with you. She's like, okay. And right about that time, um, a little bit down the street, this guy comes around the corner, um, and he looks like if douchebag was a person. <laughs> It's this guy. Uh, and he's coming from a club uh, that I won't mention by name, but it's kind of like um, if douchebag was a club. <laughs> uh, and he comes walking up, and he's just kind of like, hey, you went the wrong way. Like, kind of aggressive. But my first thought was actually like, oh, maybe that's her brother. You know, she went the wrong way. I was like, hey, is that your brother? And she gets behind me and goes, he's not my brother. <laughs> and I'm like, Shit. <laughs> I just wanted to go home. <laughs> like, I was really tired. I've had a bad week. I just wanted to go to bed. But I'm like, all right. Um, and she's like, don't make me go with him. And I'm like, so he's still coming. And I'm like, hey, man, um, she's kind of tired. I think she's going to turn in. You know, you could, probably, you could probably make, you know, last call, get me one more drink if you turn back now. And he goes, I'm not fucking talking to you. <laughs> you don't know who you're fucking with. <laughs> um. Here's the thing. On my worst, on my best day, I could kick this guy's ass. I've had the shittiest week of my life. <laughs> so, like, everything's kind of going in slow motion, right? He's coming, uh, and I'm kind of like, so, for, like, you kind of all of a sudden it goes into, like, for some reason, I become Jason Bourne, which I'm not. But, like, where it's, like, analyzing everything where I'm like, all right, like, I just got to keep him in between her and, you know, it, like, just kind of, I can take a punch. It's fine, whatever, like. Somebody will come by. Somebody will come walking by. A police car will arrive. It'll be fine. I just got to basically stall for time. But she starts crying um, and just like, I don't want to go with him. I don't want to go with him. I don't want to go with him. And he's still going. He says something to her. I don't, I'm too much in my head to even hear it. And like, I get pissed. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I have a temper, but I've never had that. Like, I felt the heat in my chest. (laughs) Like, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, oh, is that what that feels like? Like, (laughs) holy shit. (laughs) Um, but yeah, all of a sudden, it's like I can feel like my heart rate kind of go down. I can feel my breathing kind of go down. And all of a sudden, like the voice in my head goes from like this whole like, well, I'll just keep them in between to that's like, all right, if I get on top of that guy, he's not fucking getting up. <laughs> um, and there's this other little voice that's like, Andy, you're you're very very pissed off. You're going to go to jail. You may kill this man. And like I was pissed. And that's the thing is, I'm already like. 
I'm already like tucked my chin and I'm already starting to move. And like there's a voice in your head. It's just like, you know, uh, you love her. She doesn't love you. He betrayed you. Your body, might be, all this shit from the entire week is just building, 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 building. I like go over to his right side because a little inside note, if you to go into their right pocket, they can't really throw any good punches. And by the time they move, you can hit them. That one's a freebie. <laughs> I've learned, here's the thing. Most people don't know how to uh, throw a single punch. You have a little bit of training, you're already ahead of the game. <laughs> so I'm already ready and I'm ready. I want him to throw a punch. I swear to God, I wanted him to hit. I don't want to throw the first punch. I'm smart enough to know that. But I wanted him to hit me because I would fucking cripple this guy. <laughs> like, I was ready. He had me by a few inches, but I've got him by easily 60 pounds. Like, this was not going to be, it was going to be a very quick fight. Um, and I go, and I get real close up to him. And, like, you know sometimes when you're angry, you yell and scream, and it's kind of effective? What I've learned is when it's way more effective is I got very quiet, and I just said, walk away or I will end you. <laughs> Which sounds badass until you realize I just quoted Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> but still, here's the thing it works. He fucking turns white. And he's just like, man, what the fucking bitch ain't worth it? Cock teasing, running away. And I'm like, kind of mad that we didn't get the fight. <laughs> but I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of breathing hard. I'm just, <sighs> and she's just on my shoulder. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> We're going to get you back to the hotel, and then I'm going to bed, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so we start walking back to the hotel, and she's freaking out. She's like, what if that guy comes back? I'm like, that pussy? That, he's not coming back. <laughs> like, she's like, no, but he might come back. Like, that, he's not going to. I will put him in the ground, which, again, so stupid, but at the time it worked, so I'm counting it as a win. But uh, So she's kind of like, okay, and I know she's kind of stumbling around, and I'm like, all right, um, I don't want her to fall, so I'm kind of like, do you want to take my arm? But I'm also very much aware that uh, I am now the completely sober guy leading the attractive, drunk college girl through the streets of Charleston. So I'm very much aware of, like, eh, this doesn't look too good. Um, and, you know, I don't know how this is going to go, but she takes my arm, we're walking, and um, she's trying to, like, you know, so, you know, like, what do you like? And I'm like, I, what? <laughs> I don't know. And she sees, you know, I've got a tattoo on my arm. She's like, oh, you like tattoos? I'm like, yeah, no, I really like tattoos. She goes, I got a tattoo. And she lifts up her shirt to show me the tattoo. And I'm like, okay, I don't need to see those. <laughs> But thank you. Um, you know, I'm putting those back down. She's like, uh, and she's talking. She's like, it's just, I was scared and this and this. And we're going. We finally get back to the hotel. Giant indigo building. Really can't miss it. Um, and we go in to the front desk, and there's like the concierge uh, woman behind there. And I'm like, hey, uh, the girl's name was Susan, but she goes by Suze. I was like, this is Suze. She's had kind of a rough night, but she's staying here. Uh, her brother has the key to the room. So after a little question and answer, they're like, okay, here's, a, here's another key. And it's like one of those like old uh, inns. It's like, you know, like old school key like this. Um, uh, it's, uh, you know, like an old, like, like an old house that's basically turned into this inn. Um, and we, we, you know, I'm like, all right, we're gonna get her in her room. She goes, hey, do you want to come inside? No. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. Um, and she's like, I just want to talk. I'm like, uh, so I'm like, there's like this fountain thing out in the courtyard. I'm like, let's sit here for a second. Um, we'll talk. And then, uh, you go to bed. I go home and go to bed. Everybody's happy. Um, and we sit down, and she just she's like, oh, my God, I don't know what was going to happen. Anything could have happened. I just, oh, my God, and you came out of nowhere. You're like a superhero. I wish I could say thank you. And I'm like, lady, if you knew anything about me, <laughs> that calling me a superhero was enough. <laughs> um, so, and again, I'm just, I'm exhausted at this point. Like, I've had a lot of, the adrenaline is now going down. I'm ready to go to bed. So I'm like, all right, let's get you back into your room. So we get up, and uh, she's still freaking out again. And uh, there's like a lion uh, door knocker on the on the uh, on the door, and I'm like, oh hey lions, you like lions? She goes, I've got a tattoo of a lion. I'm like, all right, we're putting those away again. 
Um, so she's fumbling with the key, and I'm like, all right. So I take the key from her. I open the door, and then she just collapses against the door frame and just goes, I've had such a bad night. So I literally have to pick her up, like, you know, bride style, walk her through the door, put her on the bed, got her glass of water. I was like, I'm leaving the key right here. Door will lock my way out. You know, she's like, I just write your name down. I'm like, no, 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 don't need any. I don't need a call tomorrow. We're good. <laughs> I'm just glad you're okay. <laughs> and I walk out, and I'm like, good, soon I will be in my own bed going to sleep. Um, close the door, check that it's locked. Walk out, and the concierge lady is just kind of staring at me. And she goes, a lot of guys would have went in that room. And I'm like, yeah, well, she was pretty drunk. Because no, she's also very beautiful. A lot of guys would have went in that room. And I'm like, well, I'm, it feels weird to have to apologize that you're not a dickhead. <laughs> but I was just like, ah, you know, I'm, uh, maybe next time <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and she, um, she starts crying. And she's just like, my, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is where I, this is how I felt that night. She's like, my daughter just started college. And I'm always worried about her. And I didn't think there were men like it. What if somebody else would have found her? She's like, what's your name? I'm like, I'm good. Got to (laughs) go. And I leave. (laughs) And I'm just like, like, so I end up like going home. And like I sleep for like, I think by that point, it was like maybe 45 minutes. And I start my day again. Um, But, you know, I was like, like, all right, I did did the right thing. Uh, But what was cool is I was telling a friend of mine the next day about the story and he goes uh he goes well there's two things he goes one i want you to think about this there's three people telling that story today uh the girl the concierge woman and the asshole (laughs) so he's like you've affected some people but he goes more importantly he goes i just want to summarize your story for you uh you stopped a potential rape through the threat of violence uh were anonymous and then vanished into the night (laughs) (laughs) i finally got to be batman (laughs) thank you if you'd like to come out and tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you can find out about our next show, learn how to submit your own story, and of course, listen to more Storyteller podcasts. I'm Deb Markham, producer of the show. Our live host is Brendan Kennedy. Amber Nettles, Scott Rose, and Evan Hartley provide production assistance, and Jenny Zell is our podcast consultant. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.